Welcome to Chalkboard Chat. I am Dr. Tara Y. Wren. Today I have with me Jenna Dent, a student who is a member on the MPB Student Council. Today, Jenna and I will chat about something that she really enjoys doing, jewelry making and beadwork. Hi, Jenna, and welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited to hear and learn from you about how to make jewelry and you're working with beads and such. Seems so intriguing. I'm an artsy, crafty person and creative and I always like having creative conversations. So let's dive right in, okay? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jenna Dent. I'm a 12th grader at Madison Central High School in Madison, Mississippi. All right, senior year. It's a big year for you. Yes, ma'am. You excited? Very excited. So it'll be a busy year too. So congratulations on that. I know you've worked very hard to get there. Tell me, how did you get this idea to start working with bees and making jewelry? Well, I have always been like a super creative person and I've always needed to do some type of work with my hands. Just ever since I was little, I've always had to fidget with something, hold something, build something, make something. Legos are like my favorite thing in the world. But for one year for my birthday, my mom took me into a bead store called Village Beads. It's in Ridgeland. And I was just entranced. I fell in love with it and I was like, this is so sparkly and shiny. And I get to do stuff with my hands, but I get to make it pretty and I love it. Wow. I went into Village Beads one day. I've only been in there once, but I too was very like, oh, wow, this is amazing. They have every sort of bead you can think of. So I get that. And for a creative person, I'm sure your mind was just going all over the places with things you could do with those beads, right? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So tell me, what is your goal with the beadwork and jewelry making? Well, I guess it never started with a goal. It was just a place for me to be creative and kind of let go and have an escape to let my mind be free for a little bit. And even though I do sell things and go to craft shows, it still doesn't really have a goal, but its main purpose is to just help me relax and unwind and be at peace for a little bit. I like that. No real goal, but just to help you relax and be at peace. So what is it about working with the bees and making the jewelry that gives you that relaxed state of being? Well, it's very repetitive through the sense that the bead goes on the string, no matter what type of bead it is or string, it's always going to be a bead on a string, but you get to choose different colors, sizes, shapes, different coating on the beads makes it sparkly. There's different kinds of beads like glass and crystal and plastic. I really enjoy that I get to almost experience a whole bunch of different styles, but I don't necessarily have to be that person to experience what somebody in that personality would wear, if that makes sense. It does make sense because people have different styles, different things that they like, which leads me to my next question, which is when you're creating a piece and it evokes emotion in you, are you going for that or does it just appear? It just happens. Well, sometimes I have in my mind exactly what I want when starting a piece and I know exactly which beads I want to use and the thread and everything like that. But sometimes I just see a pretty bead that I have and I'm like, I want to make something with it. And so I'll just sit there and I'll play around with a couple of different beads until I find a design that I like or that I think looks good because it doesn't necessarily have to be something that I would wear to make it. Evoking emotion to me isn't necessarily the same goal because I know some people will have emotional reactions to a lot of different things. 
you don't necessarily have to wear them. Do you give it away to your friends to make them feel happy or just put a smile on someone's face? Sometimes I will give them to my friends as presents or I have one friend who's going through a particularly hard time and I just really felt called to make something for them and that really reminded me of them and that was just very reminiscent of who they are. But sometimes I do give them away to friends or I'll give them as birthday gifts. If their birthday's coming up, I will put something in there that really reminds me of them or that I was inspired by them when I made it. Well, that's very sweet to give to a birthday gift, but more so giving it to someone who's going through some hard time. And I'm sure that a special piece like that handmade by a friend will always make someone feel a little bit better. So congratulations for doing that. That is such an awesome, awesome thing to do for someone else. Thank you. You spoke about you might see a pretty bee that you like. You want to make something out of it. Are there particular colors or styles or texture of bees that you think work better together than some others? Definitely. I think that you can blend mattes with an occasional sparkly if you think that looks good. But I mean, there are so many different kinds and shapes and sizes that it's really incredible and you can just go as far as your mind wants to. But like I wouldn't put a wooden bead in with a crystal. So how much time does it take to make one bracelet? It really depends on if I know what I'm going to do before I start the bracelet. Because if I don't know what I'm going to do and I just put something together, I might not like it. And I'm like, I want to take this off and add another bead in there. And so that can definitely take up a lot more time than if I was to sit down and say, I want this whole bracelet, one specific pattern that I already know and I'm already content with. But I'd say making a bracelet that I know what I'm going to do takes around 10 minutes so for these shows you mentioned that you go to, you can make several bracelets in an hour. So you have a pretty good showing if you wanted to go and sell them somewhere. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Would you be surprised to learn that someone, I mentioned, hey, uh, I'm talking to Jenna Den about her jewelry making. I said, oh, I saw some of her jewelry on her dad's page. Would you be surprised? <laughs> I don't think that I would <laughs> because my parents are very supportive of me. They're like, if that's what you like to do, then go do it. I was surprised. I was like, you know, Jenna did it. I know. <laughs> Apparently your dad's friends with them. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, now, Jenna, I know there's a certain amount of technical ability that one must have to create these bracelets and make them work and make them sturdy and stay. What skills do you need? I definitely say a good eye, especially for the basics of making something, you need to be able to put a bead on a string. If the bead has a hole that is too small for the string that you pick out, all you have is bead and string. Also, especially if you want to do necklaces that aren't super long, you will need to know how to crimp. A crimp is a bead and it is flexible. It's kind of like a thin metal, but it is a cylinder when you buy it. You thread the string through your crimp bead, then you thread the string through a clasp, and then you loop that string back through the crimp bead, and then you use a special pair of pliers called crimp tools, and you basically smush the bead so the wires won't move. Interesting. Do you do a lot of crimping, Jenna? I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, where did you learn all this? Are you self-taught or did you go to class? I've taught myself some of it. I've mm -hmm. learned a lot of it from Village Beads. They offer $5 studio time where you just go and you sit and you chat and they help you with anything that you need. And it's really awesome. The people there are amazing, but they helped me YouTube the internet, just looking it up, just saying, what does this do? How can I make this work? 
So a huge shout out to Village Beats. Village Beats, she just <laughs> shouted you out several times. <laughs> so cool. So can you teach others how to make bracelets? I can. I taught my grandmother and some of her extended family one time when they were over visiting. I've done it a couple of times with a friend and it's really fun. I was just about to say, it sounds like a lot of fun to get together, work with a lot of beads and creating this art that you can wear or give away, especially with your grandmother. How fun is that? It's super duper fun. Yeah. Did grandmother catch on pretty well? Oh, yeah. That's good. So I've heard you talk about the beads, of course. That's an important piece because if you don't have beads, you don't have a necklace or a bracelet. And then the string and you talked about a tool. What is the investment? What things do you need to have to make your jewelry? And how much would that cost for someone who's thinking about getting started doing this? You can always buy just like one of everything or you can buy in bulk. And the two will make a clear difference in the price. But just for the sake, I'll talk about buying one of everything. I mean, stores like Michael's and Hobby Lobby have beads and jewelry making supplies. I think that Hobby Lobby sells one strand of beads for about $8. Michael's is a little less for some of their beads, but Michael's has more of a range of prices on their beads. So the beads would cost around 5 to $8 without tax for one string of beads, which would get you about one bracelet. And then the string is about 4 or $5 for one spool. When you buy it in bulk, it can be cheaper because you're buying a very large quantity. But that's about 4 or $5 just for one spool. And you'll need glue for the bracelet so it doesn't pop and all your beads will go everywhere. The best glue that I have used is called Super New Glue. And I get mine at Village Beads, of right. course. And that's, I think, $3. We're up to $15 on the high end. <laughs> you mentioned some little tool to work with the crimping. Yes, ma'am. We use the crimps when we are using some wire, like flexible wire, not mm -hmm. like bendy. So it's very flexible. You can move it around like string, but it has an extra layer of coating, so it strengthens it. But that's mainly used for necklaces. But in this example, I'm talking about using elastic string. Ah, elastic, okay. Mm -hmm. And so for elastic string, you'd need to put all your beads on, tie the knot, and then put a drop of glue on there, wait until it sits. And you can either use scissors or a pair of cutting pliers, which that could add another like $10 on making a bracelet. So yeah, about $15 to make a bracelet. Okay. The elastic route for a bracelet is probably the least expensive route. You go up from there. Yes, ma'am. So we can start out with about 15 or $20 and we have what we need to make a bracelet. Yes, ma'am. Well, that could get pretty pricey if you're going to a show. It can. And like you say, buying in bulk, I suppose mm -hmm. that works. And over time, you accumulate the tools you need. So you're not always having to buy glue or scissors or pliers right. or what have you. Right, because you can get multiple uses out of the cutters and the glue and the string. Right. Because there's a whole spool of string and it would only take about seven inches, give or take, to make one bracelet. You'd have the ability to make more bracelets after that one, but you'd need to buy some more beads. I'm just curious, have you ever been in North Park Mall selling your jewelry before? I have. You have? Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm going to have to find this bracelet I bought. It's been several years ago from a little girl, and I need to find out if that little girl was you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I bought a purple and silver, I think, little bitty beads. I'm going to have to bring it and show it to you. <laughs> you might have sold me a bracelet, Jenna. <laughs> I remember that. It's a long time ago. 
I was so intrigued with the little a young lady selling things that she made and I purchased it from her. So I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. I want to know if you consider jewelry making and beadwork an art or a craft. I consider it both in a okay. sense on the pieces that I worked longer on and especially harder on, especially on the design. I would be more inclined to deem those art, but for a bracelet that I used the same bead the whole way around and I just did it to do something quick and take my mind off of everything, then I would consider that a craft. So if there was a younger person or even your friend interested in getting into this work, what skill set would you say someone needs to get into beadwork and jewelry making? Attention to detail is a big one because you can accidentally mess up your pattern very quickly. I'd say you need good eyesight, especially if you're going to work with teeny tiny beads. Those holes can get very, very small. Or a magnifying glass, Jenna. Come on. Of course, <laughs> magnifying glass or glasses. <laughs> I'd also say a creative mind, especially if you're a super type A person and you just like things very strict and organized and down to the wire. Just loosen up a little bit and just let your mind run. Wow. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you about jewelry making, beadwork? You said, hey, Dr. Reen should have asked me this, or this would be good for someone else to know. Good for someone else to know. I would say get a mat, like a fabric mat, because if you drop your beads, they will go everywhere if there's not friction. That's a good tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can imagine dropping beads that you're finding for days to come. Oh, yeah. Or stepping on them. That hurts. Yes. <laughs> But I really enjoyed learning from you today, Jenna, about how beadwork and making jewelry is not just an art. It's also a stress reliever and it's also a craft, depending on how you look at it, and what day it is and how you're feeling that day. <laughs> and just your work that you've done with it and how you share it with your family and your friends, especially the part about making it with your granny. I just love that part. <laughs> So thank you for sharing with us about your jewelry making and all that it means. You've given some good tips on what you need to do to get started, the tools you need, the budget you might need as well. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing of this with course. us. Of course. I've loved it. Absolutely. Well, that's it for our conversation today with Miss Jenna Dent. This is Tara Wren with Chalkboard Chat and class is now dismissed. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for Chalkboard Chat and subscribe to be the first to know when the new episode releases. See you next time.